You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back to Real Presence Radio. I am Heather Carroll. I am your host this morning. And we have been having such a great morning. I have to do a quick shout out. Um, Somebody from St. Lambert's, one of my girlfriends said, hey, can you do this shout out for the Heritage Girls? So American Heritage Girls is having a craft fair and bake sale Saturday, October 22nd. So help the American Heritage Girls and attend their craft fair and bake sale October 22nd. There's going to be over 50 vendors. It's that time of year, folks, to get Christmas presents. So free admission. Stop by between 9 to 3 at St. Lambert's. So there you go. We got a plug in for that. And we're going to head to Jody Real, who's also from St. Lambert. So I thought it was fitting, Jody, that we put that plug in right before your segment. <laughs> All things St. Lambert. <laughs> Well, Jody, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are? Yeah, I am Jody. I am um, a parishioner at St. Lambert's, but I am also the director of the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd program that we have here. Well, um, and go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. You're fine. How long has uh, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd been at Christ, at uh, St. Lambert's? We are in our seventh year. Really? Yes. So we've had it for seven years. Um, oh, Wow. So, tell the listeners, um, some may be very familiar with Catechesis of the Good Shepherd and others may not. What is Catechesis of the Good Shepherd? Uh, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd is a religious education program. Um, It starts at three years old and it runs through 12 years old. And it is an entirely different method than any other religious program out there. Mm -hmm. So, it teaches the children the truths of the faith, but it does so through contemplation and prayer and a lot of scripture. So they meet once a week for an hour and a half and spend a lot of time working in an environment called an atrium Hmm. where we teach them through um, contemplation of parables and geography maps from the land of Israel and through the maxims and through the liturgy um, so that they first develop a relationship with Christ and then all things follow from that. Right, right. So a lot of times um, my mother is a huge fan of Catechesis of the Good Shepherd but we'll hear about um, Christ the King is where we go and we're building atriums. And for people who aren't familiar with the program, what does that mean to build an atrium and what does that look like? It is an entire room that is dedicated to the prayer and education of the child. So I like to nickname it like a like a Catholic children's museum, if you will. So Yeah, that's when, a great example. Yeah. <laughs> so when they come in and we want to teach them about the liturgy, there is a model altar, and they can actually move the altar cloth and the crucifix and the patent and the chalice, and they learn corporal and purificator. And they do it by setting up the altar and restoring the altar. When they learn parables, they have boxes of dioramas and figures 
and booklets so they can read the parable but also move the figures so it teaches them to actually place themselves in the parable and to slow down and to contemplate what Jesus is trying to tell us. Yeah. There are, you know, maps where they have to put the pins in each of the cities that Jesus is visiting so that when they are reading Scripture, they can they can visualize it well. You know, when it says yeah. Jesus went down to Jericho, they know right where Jericho is and where it's placed. That's exciting. Well, and and it's almost like I want an adult version. <laughs> or, or maybe not even. Maybe I'll just go with the kids. I don't care. <laughs> Because it just seems so immersive, and it brings it just brings the faith alive, it and is, makes it very real. It does, and we do have adult atrium sessions here at St. Myler once a month as well. Yeah, I'm coming. Fantastic! <laughs> First Saturdays, you're invited. All right. invited. <laughs> so, what what do you see um, the reaction of the children going through these programs? Um, that is probably the most joy-filled part. I love it when we are sitting and we are contemplating Scripture or we are explaining a piece of the liturgy and suddenly their entire face will light up as they make this connection, you know, between their faith and their relationship with Jesus, you know. I mean, when we do the mustard seed, all of a sudden they will gasp and say, it's so small. Yes. The kingdom is so big. Yes. And then just to see their joy and um, their excitement over the discovery of that, and then how that deepens their prayer life. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to do a little side note lesson here, because I'm I'm broadcasting this morning, Jody, from the Mustard Seed bookstore. <laughs> and my mom runs the store. So <laughs> <laughs> she brought in actual mustard seeds. And so I think people have a misconception of uh, mustard seed. There are two types. So one is the mustard seed that you'll see in jewelry and advertised a lot, and that is the mustard plant that we eat, right? Correct. That is not. That is not it. That is not Not the right. That's not the right seed, because it's even more amazing. Is that the seed that they're talking about in the location where they were talking about it is actually a bush. And this bush comes from this seed, and I would say it is smaller than a grain of pepper. Oh, for sure. It's smaller than a grain of sand. You can barely see it. You can barely see it. So then it just makes that scripture come alive. And so mom got all these mustard seeds and glue, glue them into the bottle for our first year anniversary here to show people, no, this is a mustard seed. This is a mustard seed. This is even smaller than you thought it was. It's just, and if you could Google the image of a mustard seed tree and how big it yes. is, that will really, you will sit with that parable for a very long time. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. So what are the, what's the joy and how, what have you gained personally from being a part of this? My own relationship with Christ has grown. Um, there is such a joy in sitting with Jesus, with the children, and following them as they discover and grow in relationship with the Good Shepherd. Uh, it's just phenomenal, and it's really phenomenal to watch them take this light that they have been given and to go home and to share the faith at home and have the parents come back and say, I want what my child has. I see what they have, and I want that. And it's been beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Is Catechesis of the Good Shepherd a national program? How do you figure out what it is and how to get it? Can you explain a little bit about that? I can. Uh, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd actually started in Italy in the 1950s, so to give you a perspective on how old it is. It is currently in six different countries with thousands of atria. Um, It is in the United States all over. We're just kind of the last to hear about it. Um, But it is kind of like that mustard seed. It was planted, you know, so long ago, and it's blossomed into this beautiful program. Um, that is everywhere, you know, so you can see truth in it. Beautiful. Very, very old, yeah, and it's in a lot of places. There are places that are on their second generation. They've had it for 25 years, and their catechists now have their, that grew up in it, and now have their children in it. Well, and there's an intensive training that goes on if you're going to lead one of these groups. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So it is based on Montessori principles of education. So there are three levels. The first level is ages three through six, and it takes 90 hours of training in order to be a catechist to lead that age group. The second group is a level two, and that is for six to nine-year-olds, and it takes an additional 90 hours, meaning you have to be level one trained to take the level two training. Mm. So a level two catechist has 180 hours of training. And then level three is nine to twelve, and that's an additional one hundred and twenty hours of training. So if you so do it's the math, the commitment. Yeah, all your catechists is over three hundred hours of training. Um, but every catechist will tell you the training is a gift to them. Mm. Why? Why so much training? Why is that needed? Um, it is important that you ha- are well founded in the theology that it is that you're presenting to the children. Mm-hmm. And it is a different model of education. So you are leading and guiding the children through wonder and through contemplation. So it's totally mm-hmm. different then. Here's a checklist about our faith. Can you regurgitate it? Mm-hmm. Um, you have to sit and you read the parable, and then you have to ask guided questions to lead the children hmm. to the truth. So exciting. Yeah. It's- very exciting. Folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Jody Reel from um, St. Lambert's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're talking about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. It's a wonderful program, if you're not familiar with it, um, that is an immersive program of teaching the children the faith. And I always like to think of it as a hands-on experience. And you get the whole person involved, um, spiritually, mentally, physically. Um, and it's just an amazing program. So we're kind of pulling it apart and letting people know what it's about. Um, so how hard is it to start an atrium at your own parish? It you know? is not hard, but it is a big work. So it takes an army. So we have... Um, a wonderful parish that has a very large dedicated group of people who have volunteered to be catechisting at training and to be assistants and the um, men who have, you know, donated their ability to work with wood and, you know, all the craftsmen involved in the seamstresses and the artists. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say it's a beautiful program because it involves a multitude of talents and it takes everybody to build this atrium. So you need an atrium, and you need a catechist. So when we started, you know, we had you know, two catechists and one atrium and a level one. And you just slowly let it grow. Mm. And so slowly people will um, start to be trained as they hear about it, especially since it's new to our area. Uh, and then 
just watch it grow. And just step back and watch. You have all three levels and 200 kids in it. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Beautiful. Well, Jody, we need to take a quick break, um, but will you stick with us through the break and we can chat a little bit more about it on the other side? That sounds great. Okay. So, folks, we're talking with Jody Reel, again, from St. Lambert's Parish here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and we're talking about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Uh, I wanted to dive in a little bit more about some of the feedback that uh, she has gotten from parents and children and maybe some of the fruits that she has seen. So stick with us through this break. We'll be back with more Jody Real right on the other side. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The, the very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and, and uh, had an interview with you. And, and so that was my first introduction to the Real Presence. It's been, it's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very, very first time that uh, we talked uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which, which is a great thing because, you know, one of the, the challenges for... A new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop, is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio, from the first day, has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well, who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing, because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's, it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can, and, and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind, and, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's, it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this, this network is so alive and so vibrant in, in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. Hi, this is Mark Holcraft. And this is Dr. Joseph Holcraft. You know, Mark, Jesus asks 307 questions in sacred scripture. He has asked 183, of which he only answers three. What's the business with all of this questioning going on in the Bible? Well, Joe, there's a lot there, and we'll be ready to take that on. Tune in to hear about these questions and more on Awaken every second and fourth Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central here on Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. Thank you for joining me on Real Presence Live this morning. I am Heather Caro. I am your host. We've been talking with Jody Real from St. Lambert's Parish here in Sioux Falls. We've been talking about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Uh, so before we went to break, I kind of asked the questions. Um, What's some of the feedback that you've received from the children and the parents? And then what are some of the fruits of this program that you have seen um, come out of it? Yeah, the feedback has been very positive. Um, 
parents were looking for something that meant once a week. And now that they have it um, and they have seen their children grow, it has caused them to want to grow in their own faith as well. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. So the first fruit we notice is that the children learn how to pray. I mean, I have had children sit down at our prayer corner in the atrium and pray for 20 minutes with nothing but a candle and a Bible. Mm. Um, I have seen them go home and build their own home altar centers, their own prayer corners at home and telling their parents what they need. And I've had parents text me saying, I don't know what's happening here, but is the picture, is this right? What's happening? <laughs> what's a purificator? <laughs> I have had parents call me because their children, their children who are siblings and both in the atrium are in the middle of a theological discussion. They have no idea how to join in. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's beautiful. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. So these children go home and want to continue this prayer and this growth, and it has mm. brought their parents to a richer place in their faith as well. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. So have you had students that have made it all the way through? We do. We do have students that have had it for all seven years. They're now in level three. Um, and some of the feedback I've heard from other catechists and other volunteers in the school and the parish is that they always know when a child has been in the atrium. They always know an atrium really? child versus a non-atrium child. They said it's evident within just a minute of speaking with them about their faith because the way they speak about it in such re- rich, such richness and such depth and with such love because they know the Father and they are speaking from a relationship with a father who loves them very much, and they know it. Um, So it's so beautiful, right? Praise God. Beautiful. Beautiful. So we're heading into Advent sooner than later. Um, (laughs) um, What kind of things, uh, just for an example, what are some of the things the atriums will be focusing on coming into the Advent season? Sure. So there are three primary focuses, uh, depending on which level you're in. All of the levels will be focusing on the prophecies of the coming of the Messiah. Um, oh. And they will also start to do, they will run through what we call the infancy narratives. So it will be, you know, the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Birth of Christ, and the Adoration of the Shepherds. They will focus on um, the dedication in the Temple and the Visitation of the Magi. Um, and the older kids will even get into the flight into Egypt. Oh, really? Yes. And then when they get to level three, they start to realize we're not really preparing for a birth so much as we are preparing for parousia, which is the second coming. And they really start to delve in. How is my light doing? How do these moral parables, when we have been studying about the ten bridesmaids and the wedding feast, how how are we doing as we are preparing for parousia? And they realize the bigger picture, and it's cosmic value. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. There's a lot of adults that don't think about that. Right? (laughs) (laughs) They haven't really been, you know... Properly catechized. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So, let's talk about nitty-gritty. We touched on it briefly a little bit ago, but... Okay, so now we're finding out that this is bearing great fruit. Um, How does somebody go about bringing it to their parish? Well, first you have to talk to your pastor, and you would have to come up, you know, do we want to do this, and what is our plan? So if it is something that you want to do, it's a matter of building an atrium and getting trained. So it is difficult to build an atrium if you're not trained, and as a matter of fact, 
Um, you can't get access to materials manual unless you've been trained because oh. the um, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd has a national and an international group. So they have an international concilio that makes sure that it stays pure and true Love to it. what it is supposed to be. Yes, so we actually have Catechesis of the Good Shepherd has its own national director, Mary Marioni, down in Arizona. So you, you really need to be trained to build an atrium so you understand what it is that you are building and to make sure the materials are built properly because they are intended to reflect the doctrine that you're trying to teach in mm. the scripture. So you'd want to start building an atrium. So you would, you know, you would start to advertise, you know, who wants to go to a training. Um, and I know we are working on hosting trainings locally, so... Mm. St. Lambert, together with Holy Spirit, is going to be hosting both a Level 1 and a Level 2 training in 2024. Um, you would want to get a few people trained up, and you would want to start to collect all your artisans and your craftsmen and your seamstresses and have them help you build it. So, you know, no one person has all the skills necessary, mm-hmm. and so it's a beautiful community that comes together to build the atrium. So how many people does it take to do all of these things? Well... (laughs) That's a big question, isn't it? (laughs) That's a big question, because that's as unique as it is the parish where you're starting. I mean, it starts off small, so maybe you have, you know, a couple of people that are good with, you know, building wood, and they can build some things, and you have some people that are good at art, and they can deal with that. Maybe you get away with, you know, a couple of artists and a Mm -hmm. craftsman and a catechist and an assistant, and maybe that's what you start with. So then after you have everything built and done to run the actual program, you just need a teacher, a catechist, and an assistant? Yeah. Well, that sounds doable. (laughs) Well, it does, right? So currently we have about 24 to 25 adults who are either catechists or assistants. No kidding. Um, We have two atriums that run, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday for a total of 19 atrium sessions. Wow. Yeah, we have about four craftsmen who have donated their time and their talent, and we have three seamstresses and high school um, artists who have done a lot of our painting for us. Oh, wow. And the people who have donated their artistic talents have also said they've grown in the faith just by contemplating what they are building. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It takes a village. I love that. I just love that. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful piece of it. Wonderful. Well, we are running out of time. Um, any last thoughts, Jody, on um, things that you want the listeners to know about uh, catechesis of the Good Shepherd? Uh, it is worth. It is worth the effort. It is worth the time. It, it's the pearl of great price, I would say. Um, don't be daunted. Um, don't let Satan try to dissuade you because it is a very powerful method of catechesis and he really doesn't like it. So encouragement can be high, but I would say keep fighting a good fight. Love it. Jody, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, and good luck on this year's uh, Catechesis of the Good Shepherd. Many blessings. Thank you. All right. Okay, folks, that was Jody Real, and um, we 
We're talking about Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, uh, just a wonderful program that's going on at St. Lambert's Parish and uh, through a lot of parishes throughout our entire listening area. Uh, So check out to see if there is one in your area, um, because it is definitely a program worth checking out if you do have it in your parish or in your area. Let's see. So if you missed my interview with Jody Real or Sarah Dvorak with Lumen Christie, you can always go back and check out those podcasts on realpresenceradio.com or you can check it out on our um, free app or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're going to head on up to Fargo and my old co-host, Teresa. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Heather. How are you? I am doing well. How about yourself? So have you told the listening audience that you've moved? I don't know if I have. Yeah, so I've moved. I'm in Fargo, and I'm the new programming assistant. So Heather's right-hand person, hopefully. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It's been such a joy to have you as my uh, right-hand gal. So It's It's been been, fun. It has been fun. And uh, you had to move to Fargo, but, you know, we still keep in touch every day. So how's it going so far? It's been good. It's a lot to learn, but I'm grateful to just jump in and just roll with it. So I love it. Well, that's what you have to say because I'm your boss. <laughs> True. And, you know, there are only 2.4 million people listening. So. I love my job. It's wonderful. <laughs> well, tell us what we have coming up Monday. Absolutely. So on the next Real Presence Live, Monday from 9 to 11 Central, Blake Ritterman and Teresa Curley are your hosts, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. They will speak with Eric Gallagher about his new initiative to assist disciples on the journey. Then Karen Splonskowski and Tiffany Goring will share about how the World Apostolate of Fatima is hard at work in the Diocese of Fargo. All this and much more on the next Real Presence Live, Monday from 9 to 11 Central. Sounds like a couple of good hosts. Yeah, I know. I'm speaking about myself in the third person. Weird. I noticed that. I noticed that. (laughs) So, sounds like a really good show. Thanks, Teresa. Thank you. All right. So, that's the end of our show, folks. I'm going to do one more plug uh, for the American Heritage Girls Craft Fair happening here in St. Lambert's Parish, 9 to 3, Saturday, October 22nd. Be there or be square. We're going to support our American Heritage Girls, which is a a great organization um, for all of our Catholic little girls. It's wonderful. So, folks, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Real Presence Live. I am Heather Caro. I've been your host this morning, and we're broadcasting today from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And, folks, I hope you check into our podcast if you've missed anything. Also, check our website, realpresenceradio.com, for the banquets. All the dates are up there, and you can register for a lot of them. So see if there is a banquet in your area and sign up today. All right, folks. Hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless. We'll see you next week. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at your And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live. 
on the Real Presence Radio Network.